Welcome to the Ultimate Bowls Podcast, brought to you by Henselite, Choice of Champions, Ryman Healthcare, pioneering a new way to live for a new retirement generation. Sports Centre, Australian-owned, Australian-made apparels and merchandise for sporting clubs, schools, corporates and events. Now here's your host, CEO of the UBC, Mark Casey. Welcome to episode 10 of the Ultimate Bowls podcast. My name is Mark Casey and I'm the CEO of the Ultimate Bowls Championship. I must say a big thank you to everyone who is tuning in each week. The feedback that we're getting has been fantastic, so we're really pleased that you're enjoying the podcast. We'll be looking to continue the weekly shows right up until the start of the Ultimate Bowls week in December later this year. Last week we spoke to New Zealand superstar Joe Edwards. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing from Jo talk about her incredible career and also her excitement about teaming up with Karen Murphy and Chloe Stewart for the Weeper Crocs later this year. No doubt Joey is one of the most liked players in the bowl circuit, so it was great to have the Weeper star on the show for a chat. We are certainly blessed to have so many fantastic people involved in the UBC and we'll continue to invite these superstars onto the show to give you a great insight to their lives and careers. And today we chat to another of my favourites. I had a lot to do with this man back in the day when I was growing up in Melbourne as a, as a junior. He was someone I looked up to and was amazed by his freakish ability. He could do anything on the bowls green. But importantly, he was someone who took time out and was happy to chat to anybody. One of the good guys, Michael Wilkes, the great man, Michael Welcome onto the show, mate. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for that, mate. You're too kind. Hope it was my uh, my bowls you were watching, mate, not my habits. Yeah, I remember those days back in Melbourne, mate. Some uh, some great memories. Remember watching you come through as a young fella as well. And uh, yeah, glad if I could have had an impact on your career, mate. Yeah, you certainly played a, a big part, mate. Uh, and thanks for that. But uh, how you been going, mate? You've obviously had a, an interesting time. The first part of this year, uh, hopefully things are well. Yeah, I'm going good, mate. It's been a, uh, an interesting start to the year, but on the whole, things are pretty good, buddy. And now you're living in a beautiful part of the world, Marimbula. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's been a really, really positive move for us, Case. It's, uh, we sort of got sick of the rat race a bit, and uh, the opportunity came up here at Marimbula, and sort of the, uh, the stars aligned, mate. The job was at the right time. It was the right time in our lives. Our kids were at the right age. Uh, fortunately, uh, I landed the job, and, and Kaz, my wife, when she got here, she, uh, she picked up a job pretty quickly, so we were able to hit the ground running. And I really enjoyed it, actually, mate. It's, um, it's a different lifestyle, obviously, from, uh, from city life, but it's nice and relaxed, no traffic, and uh, beautiful days down here in Marimula, beautiful part of the world, mate. Sounds fantastic, mate. Uh, recently, as we know, Marimbula was one of the many areas affected by the terrible fires. I know you yourself were surrounded by the fires. And tell our listeners, you know, what you went through and some of the terrible things that you witnessed. Yeah, it was a very, very scary week or so there, Case. Um, I guess coming from metropolitan Melbourne, you sort of don't really appreciate the gravity of a, of a bushfire and the devastation it can cause, you know. I guess until you're placed in that situation. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a bit of a scare when uh, the fire went through Tartra, took out quite a few houses. Uh, I remember that day well. Um, still doesn't fully prepare you though for for the direct threat, you know, in your own hometown. Um, leading into the day, there was a lot of warnings out there about the fire would uh, quite possibly impact Marimbula uh, and the and the surrounds. 
Uh, we had a fire front coming up from Lakes Entrance, which actually made it as close as Eden, which is about half an hour south of us, uh, and another front coming down the coast, which was the one that took out Cabargo and Malua Bay, uh, and that got down fairly close to Bega, so that's you know, half an hour north of us. So we were pretty lucky and then. We had a few uh, favourable wind changes throughout the afternoon, which sort of turned the fire back on itself and, and saved you know a fair bit of property and quite possibly a fair few lives. Uh, I'll never forget the uh, the afternoon though, mate. The, um, I was out every hour or so, giving the house a bit of a bit of a spray, uh, and I reckon about well, three or four in the afternoon. Uh, day turned to night. It just went pitch black. You know, it was it was raining ash. Um, yeah, you couldn't even breathe. You walked out the front door. We were locked away in the house. Uh, but in the end, we we're very fortunate. Uh, the impact for us, though, really has been on our economy. You know, this happened to us in the, our main tourist period, so that period from Christmas through to the end of January is very important to us. Uh, at that point, probably a couple of days after Christmas, they evacuated the townships in the local area from uh, all tourists, so it was only locals left. Um, yeah, so it's really had a, a pretty uh, significant impact on our on our tourist dollar, and we're still struggling to come back from that, mate. To be quite honest with you, I guess it's the kind of thing that you know, if you weren't in the area, um, you truly don't understand, you know, what people went through and, and the devastation that this has caused uh, to the local community. I know you're very proactive in the area, trying to get businesses back on their feet. How's the area going at the moment? To be honest with you, mate, there's a heap of people down here, really having a go at trying to you know get things up and going again i mean all i can i guess control is the bowls environment of it and um we've had some good support already to be honest with you we've we've opened a pairs tournament up in august and we filled it in six days without even putting an entry form out so the bowls community's been fantastic in in their support of uh of marimbula for a long time not just on the back of this crisis we're finding ourselves in now but but you know throughout the years we've never had too many worries trying to get people to come and support our region uh, but really at the end of the day mate there's so many people that have sacrificed their time donated things you know and so forth to to help us get back on our feet down here um, just to use our club as an example you know we were the evacuation center club sapphire marimbula for the uh during the fire period uh, one stage we had 1500 people staying at the club uh, providing with three square meals a day, uh, volunteers coming in, donating their time. Uh, our staff was absolutely brilliant, keeping the joint running for you know 24/7 to keep everyone comfortable. Uh, it's just such a great community down here, mate. So you know we just got to keep pushing forward like we are, and, and everyone's having a bit of a go. And, and whilst we do that, we'll hopefully come out the other side, and things will be good in the end, mate. Having the right mindset and, and keeping positive is, is absolutely vital in this and uh, well done to you and, and the community for, for supporting each other through these difficult times and I'm sure uh, you will all end up being okay at the other end of it. I know I'll, I'll be bringing my family down for a holiday as soon as we can, mate, so I'll, uh, I'll let you know when, I'm, when we're on our way. It'd be great to see you and the family, mate. I met your young fella when he was only a bub, and I haven't seen him, and I'm sure he's grown up plenty. They do grow up quick, don't they? But, yeah, it'd be great to see you down here on the Sapphire Coast. Wilksey, you'll go down as one of the all-time great Victorian players. Uh, tell us how many games you've played for the Big V and, and across how many years. I ended up having a couple of stints in the side. I 
I played, uh, I think it was about 203 uh, before I retired in 2005. Uh, that, that was a good run, nice run of games. I think I missed one test in that whole period, and that was the the day my first daughter was born. Uh, I think our boys were playing against Tasmania, it might have been, up at Sunbury, and I, I missed uh, that, that test series. Uh, then I made a comeback in about 2000 and probably 2010 case and came back and played another 40 games roughly. I think it ended up with about 240 in total. Uh, but yeah, some very good years, very enjoyable times. Yeah, fantastic career, no doubt, mate. Uh, you'll, as I say, you'll go down as one of the one of the greats. Uh, go through some names that you've been able to play with over the years. Um, I can recall, you know, the likes of Mark Jacobson, one of my idols growing up as well, and. Uh, you shared many years with him, but there'd be other players uh, that you've played with that you'd like to mention, no doubt. And also, finally, you've lived in New South Wales for a long period of time now. Uh, have you represented New South Wales yet, or, or do you inspire to? Pretty competitive era for the Vicks back then, Case. Uh, yeah, plenty of talent to call on. I mean, blokes like Mark Jacobson, who was a, obviously a match winner for us, uh, down to our front end blokes, you know, like Billy Cornells, Russell Green Jr., Stevie Sullivan, Kenny Thomas, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, we had, we seem to have an era where when one player, you know, moved on or retired or, you know, whatever, we, we always seemed to, f- didn't take too long to find someone else like a Barry Lester or someone like that to, to come in and fill the void, you know, it's, uh, it was a, it was a pretty fortunate situation for Victoria to be in. Uh, very competitive to hold a spot in that side back then. Uh, probably the one bloke I remember playing a lot with and, and really enjoyed playing with uh, was my old mate Grant Hopwood, who we unfortunately lost a couple of years ago. Uh, Horse was my third for probably 100 games. We had a pretty good record, pretty solid record together, me and, me and Big Horsey. And, um, yeah, he was a bloke that I really, uh, really, really enjoyed playing bowls with. Uh, Vicks did the right thing by me at the end of my career down there in Victoria when I um, took the job at Marimbula. Uh, they gave me the opportunity to play the last uh, Australian Sides Championships that I was eligible for up at Broadbeach. I was actually located and I'd already started my job in Marimbula when I went and played for Victoria in that, which was yeah something I'll, uh, I'll always appreciate and I'll never forget that they gave me that respect to allow me to go out you know, on, on those terms. Um, since I've come to New South, though, mate, I actually haven't I haven't played any games for for New South Wales in the Open. I, I went and played a couple of city countries. Uh, they were both at Cabra Manor. It's about a six-hour drive for me up to Cabra Manor. So, you know, looking at the talent that New South Wales had at that point, I'm I'm 40 years old. I mean, I've had my go as far as I sort of felt it was and and i uh i had a chat to the selectors away at one of the uh i think it was at the interzone at dubbo and, and you know sort of pulled took a step back uh didn't feel that i should be pushing for a position there i didn't really have ambitions of going further than perhaps playing a few state games i didn't feel that was fair on the the next generation here your blokes like aaron tees and and so forth that were knocking on the door at that point um yeah, and I think they made the right decision. What they've, uh, the way they've gone, the direction they've gone, New South Wales. You can see the, the the success they've had over recent years. But yeah, no, I enjoyed those couple of city countries representing the country team, and uh, I'm actually back dabbling, dibbling a toe in the water again, mate. I'm having a, a few games with the New South Wales over 40 side, which I really enjoy. I, I had a game last year. We played against a, uh, an Australian squad team and the New South Wales seniors team, and. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun actually up at Soldiers Point. 
So now I'm uh, probably officially classed as an old fella, mate, and I'm yeah, I'm fairly happy there in that location. Yeah, well done, mate. Fantastic career, and, and obviously it's still going. You're one of the most loved players on the bowl circuit. You know, you always love a joke and a good time, um, and, and I don't think you'll ever hear anyone say a poor word about you, to be honest, um, which is fantastic. It needs to be said, you don't mind a beer and you love a good time. Are you able to share any stories about your career that our listeners you know, might not know? Gee, that's a hard one, mate. Golly. Um, do you really want me to do this? Because uh, some of them involve you, mate, and they're probably not that, um, not that flattering. You know, I'll try and leave you out of that. Yeah, I've always enjoyed myself. I think any uh, anyone who's come across me on the bowl scene knows that. I, I don't try to uh, get anyone offside and if people uh, view me as somebody who's easy to get along with and, and a decent bloke, then I guess I'd walk away pretty happy with that, mate. Uh, there is a bit of a myth with this, uh, the drinking thing, and particularly these days. I, I do like a beer, there's no doubt about that. As many bowlers do. I've never gone to a bowls club yet, mate, that doesn't have a bar, so that says something, doesn't it? But these days, probably the last 10 years or so, I really only drink light beer. So, I mean, to have, you know, a dozen of those, it doesn't do a hell of a lot to you. It's, you know, it's not a matter of me going out there and hooking into the, the heavy stuff. I just, I enjoy it socially. I really enjoy being around my mates and being out in the green and, and having a couple of drinks while I, I enjoy enjoy a game of bowls. So, I mean, that's uh, it's something I've always done. I've always enjoyed that sort of thing. Uh, a few stories, mate. Gee, where do I start? It's been so many. Uh, probably uh, one that does, you know, one trip that does uh, bring back some fond memories is is my first tour over in England, where we went to the uh, English Centenary Carnival, and and you were over on that trip, Case, and uh, yeah, that was that was a crack. I think we were away for about five or six weeks in the end, and. The trip over was an indication of what was to come. We, uh, I think it was you and me and someone else it might have been sitting up the back of the flight having a few Bloody Marys before we arrived in at Heathrow and uh, sort of set the trend for the trip. But we, yeah, we had a bit of success over there too. We beat the the Scots in a Test series over on their own greens, and we um, we also I think we ended up with a bronze medal in the in the the ten ten nation series. Probably the one thing, though, that I really thought was quite amusing is we're having a game with, um, it might have been yourself, it was definitely Kevin Walsh and uh, Robbie Dobbins, our coach, and we're having a bit of a roll-up at Willie Woods Club. Uh, we were staying in a house that he provided for us across the road, and uh, during the game, me and Kevy Walsh, every opportunity we took, we had, we took the chance to um, to swap Dobbo's rings over, and I reckon by the end of the game, he'd played about seven wrong bias. We were swapping them over, he'd play a wrong bias, and then when he wasn't looking, we'd swap him back. And oh, at the end of the game, he was so frustrated with us. I've never seen a bloke so wild just over uh, a silly little social game of bowls. But, yeah, that was only one of many uh, practical jokes that happened on that trip and many, many practical jokes I was uh, involved in over my career, mate. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. You've, that probably played a part in getting me dropped out of the Aussie team a few years later. But anyway, moving on, on to the UBC. You're part of the one of the new teams in the 2020, the Sapphire Coast Dolphins. It's fantastic to welcome the Dolphins into the competition. Tell our listeners a little bit about the team, how it come about, and and what it all mean for the Sapphire Coast region. Got to say, mate, I'm uh, I'm really pumped for this. I mean, it's been a been a while since I've played 
you know, in, in any of these big sort of events. I played, uh, I think it was the Helensvale Fiverside last year, really enjoyed that. You know, I sort of, when I came to Marimbula, I took a step back from a lot of the competitive stuff and, uh, you know, I sort of thought that someone else's turn. But, but you sit there and there's so much good content on telly now, like the UBC and a few other things that... You watch it and you do get a bit hungry. You're watching all the blokes running around out there that you used to run around against and, and I guess I used to hold my own there, you know. So to get out there amongst them again and uh, and have another go with with the stars of the game is, is something I'm pretty excited about, to be, to be quite honest with you, you know. And I'll be honest with you, I've been preparing right from now, you know. As soon as I sort of found out that we were going ahead with the Ultimate Bowls week, you know, the, the, the mindset switched and I'll, I'm a competitive bloke, still a competitive bloke and I'm really looking forward to getting out there and uh, and mixing it with these fellas. Uh, it was an interesting way that it came about. Uh, Jason Kowiti, who's a, he's been a champion for the sport, especially over recent years, he um, he was on the case a bit about, about getting involved in the UBC and, and one of his teams. And I was arm and an hour and, you know, whether I wanted to make the commitment and the time and all the rest of it. I have other things going on. And in the end, I think it got to where the uh, North American Orcas entered and he ended up with an odd number. And he rang me up and I think he had one day before the draft that you had to get another team in. And he, he sweet-talked me, mate. He, he caught me off guard and... I agreed to do it, but I absolutely don't regret it. I, um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Jace has been fantastic. He's, uh, he's really professional with the way he's running the franchise and his other franchises. He's in, in contact regularly. He's always shooting questions at me. You know, it's, it's going to be a real pleasure to work with him and, uh, and Mark Russell, of course. You mentioned Jason Queedy. A huge thank you must go out to, to Jason and, and Mark Russell for their support of not only the UBC, but bowls in general. No doubt Jace is a, an absolute character, but it must be said there's no one as passionate about our great sport than, than Jason. So, uh, again, thank you to Jason and, and Mark for their continued support. It must be great to go into battle for, for one of his teams. He's got three teams in the UBC. Obviously, the, the Flemking Colts, which is another new team that, that Mark Russell's um, definitely behind. And um, the, the, the champions of Event 3, the Port Melbourne Borough Boys. Must be great to be a part of that. I'm looking forward to having a game with those two young fellas. Uh, played a bit with Jay. Uh, he, Jay Bruce, he played for Marimula last year. We went up and played grade one in Wollongong. Had a bit of success with Jay. We made the final of the state fours, the semi, I think it was, of the champion champion pairs and the state triples. So, yeah, we seem to combine pretty well. He's, he's a young fella. He... Uh, most of the time we play together, I've thrown him up the other end, thrown him in the deep end, uh, let him go up and skip, and he's, he's just absolutely brilliant player, very talented player, very natural player, uh, and maybe it's been a good foil for us with you know the old head, you know young dog sort of routine, and seems to be getting a bit of uh, a bit of success. Young Benny, uh, I haven't really played with Benny, but I've known Benny a long time. He's a, he's a good mate of mine, Benny. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what what he's got to display. I think he's pretty solid on the draw bending, which is probably what we need with myself who really can't draw inside a yard these days and um, and, and Jay who's you know, a good draw bowler, but more so a, a very talented shot maker. You know, to have Benny there as the foil for us to, to stick him on the mat and uh, and steady things up, get a few around it, hopefully get plenty of touches. Uh, I think that I think that the, the mix is pretty good and, and, and the personalities are good more than anything. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about Jay as a player and, uh, and of course Benny was fantastic in one of our events last year when he was playing for the, the UBC wildcard team so I'm sure you're going to go extremely well mate. Uh, going into this unique format you know, with a different scoring system, do you have a plan in place and what role do you think you'll play in 2020? Yeah, I've been doing a bit of study case to be honest with you on uh on the format and and you know the scoring system obviously is, it's unique so you know obviously I, I from what i see lead job's critical uh first bowl's critical there's probably no excuse to drop a short bowl in with your first bowl i think that's fair to say you're obviously trying to hunt that jack straight up start on a positive note and you know if you can get that first toucher then you know you're away in scoring uh, yeah, I think that the way our our team will line up, it, you know, we're going to have to sit down and have a bit of a chat about how we're going to sort of put our plans in place. You know, we've got you know J.R. Ewing, he's our, our our team coach. He's very astute. He knows the format himself. So I guess we'll be we'll be looking to him for a bit of um, you know a bit of help and support on on the way we're going about things. But you know, as I said earlier, mate, the, the talents there. Uh, you know, if things can go our way and, and we can just keep the, the discipline things right, you know, like reaching the head and making sure you're chasing that jack, then I think we will adapt fairly quickly. I think that, you know, it, it's it's pretty straightforward stuff. It's just a, it's the same as any bowls game, mate. It's you and you and the rink. So, um, yeah, I've got the utmost confidence we can hit the ground running. Wilksy, I think you're spot on, mate. You, you've hit the nail on the head, particularly with the Leeds bowls. They've got a real opportunity to, to score points immediately. So um, I'm sure with yourself and the team and, you know, the, the coach, Ian Ewing, um, and the two young young stars, you, you're going to go really well in 2020 and, and beyond. So thanks again, mate, for coming on the show. All the best to, to yourself and the Sapphire Coast Dolphins. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, heaps, mate. It's uh, it's been great to have a chat. And, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, as I've said about 20 times here, it's I'm um, jumping out of my skin for it. Look forward to catching up with you down here in Marimbula, mate, with the family and anyone else who's listening out there. If you're uh, if you're thinking of somewhere to get away and and have a holiday anywhere along the beautiful Sapphire Coast, you know, Tarthra. Uh, down to Pambula, Marimbula, Eden, all beautiful parts of the world. You, know, you can't go past the joint. Uh, I fell in love with it 10 years ago, and I'm still in love with it. So, yeah, we'd love to see plenty of, uh, of you bowlers down here and uh, supporting a, an area that's been pretty hardly affected by recent events. Uh, aside from that, stay tuned and watch this space, mate. And there we have it, folks, an insight of Michael Wilkes, the people's champ from the Sapphire Coast Dolphins, and as Michael alluded to, uh, please do whatever you can to support the Marimbula community. Obviously, a, a, a beautiful area that's been severely affected in recent times. So let's get behind them and do whatever we can to support their region moving forward. Now, let's move on to the special segment of 60 Seconds with Michael Wilkes. Your best memory in bowls? Probably the pennants that I've been part of that we've won. Uh, winning a pennant with your mates or anything with your mates, you can't top that. The best player in the world. Yeah, for Alex Marshall, uh, obviously to, to win what he's won and to be able to do it over the period of time he's done it, uh, he's an incredible player. Most annoying teammate. Kevin Anderson there, mate. We had him down at Marimbula for a couple of years and he's an absolute pet. He's always keeping on your toes, Big Kevy. Funniest teammate. Yeah, I'd have to give that to the same bloke, mate. He's um, Big Kevy. He's always playing a joke or two out in the ring, keeping things quite amusing. 
If you could change one rule in our sport, what would it be? Oh, that would obviously have to be that if I am holding shot, you're not allowed to take it off. Player who talks about bowls all the time. Yeah, I know a few blokes that like this topic. Uh, probably Brian Rest would be top of the list. He, he loves to have a chat about bowls. Very closely followed by Steve Douglas. Probably his favourite topic as well. Advice that you have been given that has helped your game. Probably one thing that's really helped me with my game case is keeping a little ring on the inside. My connection with Michael Wilkes goes back uh, many years. I, I recall, you know, as I said earlier, looking up to him as a player, but also a person when I was starting out in, in my bowls career in Melbourne and Michael Wilkes and Mark Jacobson and a few others were certainly players that uh, were at the, the peak of their games back then. and. Um, that they did a, did a, a massive amount of work with me as a player, but but also as a person, and you know, I thank Michael for that. And he is a great mate of mine, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him play for the Dolphins this year. He, he will bring uh, some excitement uh, to the UBC, and uh, not only in a fun sense, he's, he's got a, a real good tactical brain. So um, you know, I, I know behind the scenes he's doing a lot of work with the team and. The team owner, Jason, I know they're in communication quite a lot about different tactics and, and plans moving forward. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they go. And, you know, I've got a feeling that, uh, you know, that they'll surprise a lot of teams and, and they'll go well in their first year in the competition, which will, be, which will be outstanding. One thing for sure, he'll do whatever he can to ensure the Dolphins are, are competitive and, um, you know, he's the type of person that will... You know, get off the canvas and and play that bomb when when they need it. And you know, as he said, he might be leading for a lot of the times in in the UBC. But you know, when I, when I was seeing him at his best, he was a, he was one of the best skips I've ever seen. So don't be surprised if you see him down the other end as well. And um, young, young Jay might might have to play a few games at lead, which which is going to be uh, great to see as well. I hope you enjoyed our podcast with Michael Wilkes. Next week, we chat to ITP Queensland's star player and Queensland champion, Sean Baker. I look forward to you tuning to the Ultimate Bowls podcast again next week. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Bowls podcast. Brought to you by Henselite, Choice of Champions, Ryman Healthcare, pioneering a new way to live for a new retirement generation. Centre, Australian-owned, Australian-made apparels and merchandise for sporting clubs, schools, corporates and events. If you'd like to be involved in the UBC, it's easier than you think. Click on ultimatebowlschampionship.com.au for more details.